Okay, welcome back to Brian for Liberty. Thank you for finding me on YouTube or on the podcast, however you may be listening. I am Brian for Liberty on Spotify, by the way. If you uh, get into the video and don't have time to finish it, uh, just look me up on Spotify and you can listen in. Uh, just want to touch base here, a couple of quick news items, and then uh, we'll get into some other some other things. We're going to talk about uh, Stephen Colbert, the late show with, and uh, kind of a couple of his takes, a uh, little Donald Trump information, and we're also going to touch on a TED Talk featuring Bill Gates and what uh, his thoughts are and what the future may hold regarding vaccinations and uh, travel and all those kinds of things in the post coronavirus world. So a couple of quick pieces of news. Uh, the governor here in Wisconsin had tried to push back the primary uh, and was overturned. So the Wisconsin primary is is moving forward today and lines seem to be uh, forming. And uh, despite fears of the vaccine, voters are still getting out there and, uh, and uh, speaking their mind. So that's great news. Uh, the uh, New York Governor Cuomo has a uh, has declared that 731 deaths, uh, that is the largest single-day death toll for New York. Uh, obviously, it was very sad news, uh, but he also stated that hospitalization rates continue to fall and that the death rate is a lagging indicator. And so there's reason to believe that they are plateauing, and uh, hopefully New York can start moving past this um, and getting to a place where they are in recovery and uh, out of this acceleration phase of, of increased cases on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, on the economic side, interestingly, on Monday, the stock market rallied pretty significantly. That rally was expected to continue through today. What I don't understand is, well, I, what I do understand pretty clearly, and I think what you may be asking is, how can the stock market be rallying? There's no way we're coming out of this economically sound. Uh, there's definitely going to be a recession. So why is the stock market rallying? Well, it's pretty simple. The Federal Reserve's pumping a ton of money into the banking system to prop up equities, um, and that's what's taking place. And so that's I've talked about this in past videos, and this is why I'm so upset about the $500 billion that's being given to corporations. Um, the banking system's being propped up. The taxpayer doesn't need to be on the hook for loans because the banking system's being propped up by the Federal Reserve, and the banking system as such should be reaching out to corporations. They should be working together to figure out a way to make the debt manageable until this crisis passes, not reaching into the hands of the taxpayer or in the pockets of the taxpayer uh, and stealing money from them in order to guarantee loans. So very upset about that. You know, the stock market rally is going to be touted as great news. It's fake. It is debt-infused. The whole situation is is unwanted, and it's just going to make not letting these assets find their natural pricing is just going to make the recovery a longer, more difficult process. It's going to put more money into the uber wealthy people, and it's not really helping at the lower end of the economic scale. Just like this bill um, that was passed, and the you know the, I think the expansion of the unemployment. I don't know how we're going to pay for that. I don't know how we're paying to send all these people checks. The economic fallout from the government and the Federal Reserve actions are going to cause this this economic pullback, this recession, or possibly even depression to be much more severe. So on the economic side, not very happy. Um, and don't buy into the hype that, oh, the stock market, the stock market is up, so everything should be good. Um, on a lighter note, I did watch some Stephen Colbert. And uh, good stuff, as usual, for me. He's a funny guy. I've always enjoyed him. A uh, couple of different clips here. First, I love these guys. They're funny, but man, do they do love piling on to the president. And they definitely say some things that are just kind of out of left field and not very accurate. And they're skewing uh, opinion. Uh, 
And I think too many people take them as an actual news source. Hey, I'm not an actual news source, all right? This is all opinion-based. These guys are comedians. They're out to entertain. That's what they're doing. So take it all with a grain of salt, and some of it's pretty funny, but this particular piece, I don't understand uh, what his thought process is by saying this. Despite experts saying we need a national stay-at-home order, Trump has refused to implement one. So essentially what he's saying is he wants the President of the United States to issue a stay-at-home order. But the President of the United States doesn't have the authority to issue a stay-at-home order. He could suggest it, he can talk about it, but he has no authority to create a national lockdown short of declaring absolute martial law. And I can tell you without a doubt, every member of the left-leaning media, okay, and there's a left and a right-leaning media, but every member of the left-leaning media would jump all over him with a declaration declaration of martial law. It'd be insane. It'd be pandemonium, it'd be outright rebellion. There's no way that Donald Trump says we're going to declare martial law and make everybody stay at home. No way. So the idea that the president of the United States is uh, not handling this crisis properly because he's not issuing a national stay at home order is, is just false. It's a false narrative. Um, so in reality, Donald Trump has been one to, in my opinion, overstep his, his authority um, and to miss and to abuse the executive powers. So I actually compliment him for his restraint in this area because he is getting a lot of pressure to issue this national stay-at-home order, but keeping in with his authority uh, and the limitations on the executive branch, he is staying away from that. Now, of course, it is Donald Trump. So Donald Trump giveth and Donald Trump taketh away. Here is Donald Trump on the latest CDC guidance that says we should probably be wearing masks. Given the sudden reversal, this new guidance is a little confusing. But on Friday, the president used his daily briefing to make it even more confusing. In light of these studies, the CDC is advising the use of non-medical cloth face covering as an additional voluntary public health measure. So it's voluntary. You don't have to do it. But uh, this is voluntary. I don't think I'm going to be doing it. Well, I just don't want to wear one myself. So why would the president of the United States come out and say, I'm not doing this thing that the CDC recommends we do? This is foolish and irresponsible. Come on, Mr. President, be a leader. Come out in there wearing the mask. Get people behind it, even if it, if it helps just a little. If we think it's going to, to do good and slow the spread or prevent the spread, then wear the mask. Encourage other people to do the same. Why would you come out as the leader of this country and say, I'm not going to wear the mask? It doesn't make any sense to me. So... You know, I can praise you on one hand, and then in the next moment, you're, you're making me shake my head like so many um, people out there regarding your handling of this situation. If the CDC says you should wear a mask, then wear a mask. Put it on if you're going out in public. Um, wear it. And the nice thing is they're not recommending necessarily a surgical mask or even an N95 mask. They're saying that just a regular cloth mask that you can make at home can help prevent the spread. So... Um, we don't have to hoard masks. We don't have to look for, um, you know, PPE that our health professionals are wearing. We can, you know, find and make masks at home that will at least slow and or prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So that's good news. Um, and that's the latest CDC guidance. So another thing that kind of caught my attention, and I found something on another social media platform, TikTok. Um, so take it all with a grain of salt, of course. Um, but I did find something very, very interesting, 
and it is the TED Talk regarding uh, with Bill Gates, and, and they're really talking about the coronavirus, the economic impacts, uh, steps that government should be taking. It's a it's a, over an hour long video. Uh, I encourage you to go watch it. Um, I watched it this morning, and I'm just going to share a couple of quick. I'm just going to share a quick clip from that video, and then I'm going to show you the clip that I found on TikTok. Um, presumably edited out of that um, that TikTok or that TED Talk interview. So I want to I want to share both of those things, and then um, I'll come right back and and just kind of go over my thoughts on it. But uh, here is Bill Gates on TED Talk. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person, because you don't want people moving around the world where you'll have some countries that won't have it under control. Sadly. You don't want to completely block off the ability for those, you know, people to go there and come back and move around. And now here is the uh, presumably unedited audio from that same video, um, from that same interview, and take a listen. Back and move around. People to go there and come back and move around. So eventually there will be sort of this digital uh, immunity proof uh, that you know, will help facilitate the global reopening up. I have some very strong concerns about those statements. Um, it's very concerning to me. Even without the unedited audio, um, I'm a little concerned about the the, the um, necessity to show that I'm vaccinated um, or that I'm immune uh, in order to travel internationally. Um, I find that very concerning. Uh, is this going to be something that's mandatory? Are we going to? Are there going to be mandatory blood draws? Are there going to be mandatory vaccinations? I encourage people to get vaccinated. I believe in vaccinations. I don't believe they should be forced. Um, I certainly don't believe we should be compelled to provide any kind of a medical information in order to be able to travel. Um, and I consider it a basic human right to be able to travel. I certainly don't think that it's would be uh, within the constitutional framework of the United States to say you can't leave the country unless you are able to provide this proof. And I would be curious to see how nations around the world are going to respond to that. Are they going to, uh, yeah, you can leave the United States, but you can't get into another country without uh, providing proof of your immunity or your vaccination. So I'm a little concerned about that. Um, I know that there are already um, some requirements, vaccination requirements and things along those lines, depending on where you're traveling to and from. But this looks like it could lead to a much more blanket policy. Um, and, and I find that very concerning. So um, I, I definitely think that's something to keep an eye on. Um, again, we go into this, uh, we're in the lockdown and, and this massive expansion of government power. Uh, there's going to be major economic implications when this is all over. I think it's very, very important to keep our eye on the big picture. Uh, I supported initial stay-at-home orders and closing of non-essential businesses. I'm not going to back away from that, but here we go. I've said it before and I've said it again. We have guidance from the CDC now on how to prevent it. There is enough fear and awareness uh, in the public that we should be lifting these restrictions and encouraging businesses and people to take responsible steps on their own. Uh, it, we are past the point of everything has to be closed because we're past the point of where we don't know what's going on. We have a clear indication of how this thing is spread. We have a clear indication of the proper preventive steps. So it's really time now to um, it's really time now to start opening up back up the economy and eliminating these restrictions uh, on the American people. I think this has gone on too long. I think we have enough information and enough knowledge now that 
uh, this is becoming unnecessary and is turning into a long-term expansion of government power as opposed to a short-term emergency uh, solution. And that's what happens. And I know I had libertarians arguing with me about this. And there's the never let the camel get his nose in the tent because pretty soon you'll have a whole camel in the tent, right? So here we go. I said, yep, we need to respect the government's orders on this one. We need to... Um, you know, understand that this lockdown is a necessary short-term thing. And as libertarians are want to do, they immediately warned of the long-term implications, the fact that this is going to turn into a permanent expansion of government power, and there it is. So, you know, it's hard to find that balance. But uh, at this point, I'm, I'm a little concerned that this is going on too long. I'm also a little concerned about the talk that's taking place regarding how they're going to keep all of this in play after um, we get through this coronavirus uh, crisis that we're experiencing right now. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're on the podcast, thank you very much. If you uh, found me here on YouTube, please, please take a minute to subscribe. Uh, just click that button and turn on the notifications. I'm doing my best to get a video out every day. Um, I learned a lesson yesterday about uh, adding green screen and how long it takes to render that video. So I'm uh, trying to get these out a little earlier so not coming out at two o'clock in the morning. Um, so I'm going to get this thing up and uh, like I said, uh, you can find me, Brian for Liberty, at Spotify. Subscribe here to the channel. I'm also Brian for Liberty on Facebook, where I also share these videos and my podcasts. Thank you all, and we will see you tomorrow.